Hey everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Angela. And welcome to the Magistream live from the 2018 Magistry Winter Party. <laughs> Note that the podcast, the Magistream, is not to be confused with the in-game Magistream, a wave of living magic that refreshes the Magistream's health and abilities at sunrise. On this very special episode of the Magistream, we are about as live as we get, coming to you from the 2018 Winter Party at Powder Mill Barn. Since this is a different sort of episode, you'll be able to find the Chronicle Majestic for the last game of 2017 in the next episode. On this episode, you can come up to Ryben and get 60-second player interviews. We're going to have full sports coverage of the Boffer Tournament, and we're going to have a special party version of Wait, Wait, Don't Spell Me. But stick around, because you're also going to see a live command performance from none other than Artie Simon. And you're also going to get the chance to ask Ryben anything live. People don't understand it. Say I'm too old to believe in magic. Your only limit is what you can't imagine. Come and listen, la 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 la. You're still dreaming of your last plot. After game ends, do you feel lost? Are you worried we forgot you? Introducing the magistrate. Come ask Ryben anything. Be your bridge between the games. People don't understand it. Say I'm too old to believe in magic The only limit is what you can't imagine So come and listen, la 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 So come and listen, la 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 Well, here we are, Andy. Yep, here we are. We made it. 2018. (laughs) 2018. And the winter party. Yep. This is exciting, a live episode. It is. It's cool. Like I like it. Uh, I think it'll give uh, our chance to interact with our fans that we never get to see. Our dozen fans. Yeah, that we've never met in person before. All 12 of you better come up for an interview today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty hot, and we have a, a bunch of folks here. We're excited for some live sports casting coverage. Yep, yep. That's that going to sh- be fun. That promises to be entertaining. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll get right to it. Enjoy the episode. Yep. Hi, this is Andy here with one of Magistry's players. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, this is Toner. My character name is Magento, who is a chef and the owner of a tavern and establishment. Ace is a classy establishment. That is correct. And if you could meet anyone on Majesta, past or present, for a chat over a shared dinner, who would you pick and why? I think I would probably pick Velarius, but not Velarius while he was in the height of his power, Velarius battered and beaten as he's banished to wherever he is now that he's dead. So after he got defeated, you'd want to, you know, meet with his imprisoned or banished form and just chat. Yeah, and just hang out and see, you know, how's he feeling? What's he feel about Galen? <laughs> you know, what's he going to do with the rest of his life? Yeah. You know, it's not easy to have your whole dreams, like, thwarted by a bunch of plebeians on Majesta. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. Yeah, I wonder how he'd respond. I'd wonder too. Also, I'd wonder how it feels to be in a wetsuit in November. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you.
right, well, welcome to the competition, everyone. This has got to be the least sixth annual Magistry Boffer Tournament. And I'd like to say it's hosted by Michael Canale and Toner on the mic here. Well, uh, I'd like to just correct one thing for the fans out there and note that this is the 10th annual Boffer Tournament here at Powder Mill Bards Stadium. Well, I got to correct you there again because we had first started not at Powder Mill Barn Stadium. So I'd have to say it's the sixth annual at the Powder Mill Barn Stadium when we started. Well, I guess I'd have to correct you again. <laughs> because the first place we held this competition, uh, uh, I'm, 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 being told, I'm being told to get off this topic to move on to almost anything else. So uh, I'd like to point out that uh, today we're going to have some fine contenders. Uh, we haven't actually been handed the list. Oh, and they are going to start real soon. Looks like Nate Carr's on the mic. Being He has a pretty good track record of refing over the years here at the Magistry Stadium. In that he's never done it before is what you mean. <laughs> That's correct, Michael. Now, uh, I, I've run the competition, and, you, and you've run the competition. Do you, would you have any advice for someone like Nate uh, who's never done this before? on his soul. <laughs> the advice from another uh, prior uh, runner was was that this is this is going to be tough. This is going to be a hard year. Uh, and we are introducing to the stage the one, the only, Casey Pastor. Hey, it's good to be here. As a former uh, judge, uh, hopefully I can provide some uh, good input and... Uh yeah, I hope to see some good boffer fighting today. Yeah, some good, clean boffer fighting. Now, uh, the first thing I'd like to point out is uh, this is, in fact, a domed. This is, in fact, a domed stadium. Uh, so uh, what impact would you see on the competitors here today, given that the weather will not be a factor? Well, I, th- I think the competitors here need to play the field. You know, those pillars can really sneak up on you. You can't, can't get backed into those pillars. They can cause some uh, serious damage, you know. You gotta pay the pillars, Pastor. Oh. You All right, well, we have pillars. our first match coming up. <laughs> All right, now, uh, does anyone know the names of the competitors here? <laughs> we got Zach and Alexandra for the first bout here. Zach, a longtime competitor here after a brief hiatus, but Alexandra pretty new to the stadium. Oh, we got a shot in the arm for Zach. That's a point for Zach. That is a point. And in oh, fact, looks like he won. Zach, <laughs> Zach may have been on hiatus, but no difficulty in his form right there. He pulls out a victory so fast, we didn't even notice he had scored two points. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you really got to appreciate a man who rolls up to the stadium with uh, some, some you know rolled sleeves, ready to face his first contender with style and grace. Now, what's interesting at the end of that fight is he rolled his sleeves back down, perhaps keeping his arms warm for the next bout. I mean, you got to play into that strategy. Competitors of Zach should really take note of that for next bout. Now, Mark and Kenny are on deck here. What, what do you guys think is out? How do you think this match is going to go? Now, now, some people say Mark has lost a step now that he has sort of gone into semi-retirement. Had, you know, a couple children. We are hearing has been shouted in the stadium. In and fact. let's not forget about that leg injury that he suffered at uh, Magistry a couple years back. He has never quite been the same. Oh, you hate to see this. You hate to see someone calling for their own applause. You know, act like you've been here is really what we like to say in this competition. I'd like to say that Mark has has been a champion of this tournament before, though. However, he did it with a uh, bum knee, and he hasn't really been able to capture the magic since that bum knee has healed. Oh, Kenny goes in for a thrust there, but Mark easily parries it away. You still see Mark 
favoring that left that left knee as if he still has you know control over it. And the southpaw, ladies and gentlemen, Mark is left-handed. That will come into come into play sometime in this fight. They are sizing each other up here. They have just been sort of staring each other down since the beginning of this competition. Maybe a couple of quick checks to see if their opponent's ready, but that's all we've seen so far. You know, they both got family. Oh, that's in the- a hit on the arm. Mark, oh. Mark saw the opening and he went for it. Mark advances to the next round. Now, now are we seeing one-point games here? Two-point games. Two-point games. All right. Well, you know, this is this is a new competition, a new year. Uh, and we have a new rule set to go by. Um, I must say that I, I am not sure how this plays out. Well, you got to really hand it to the refs for that last round. Oh, we just heard the announcement. JD and Jeff are actually next up to bout. Now, JD, also a former champion. Jeff, actually a semifinalist from years past. And obviously gets a lot of uh, buffer practice as an NPC at Magistrate. Yeah, I mean, uh, that really that really helps you out because as an NPC, you get a wide range of people that you're fighting. He has probably fought JD before, and maybe he has some insights on how to beat this. And champion. Paul just walked through the <laughs> ring, totally oblivious. Now, you really need to be – we, we did talk about the polls as being an issue, but you have to bear in mind there are children around, and they are allowed sometimes to wander close to the ring. And you really got to hand it to JD. I feel like that off-season work on the boffer is really going to play him well in this tournament. I mean, he's always at the practice field, there early, competing with the best. You know, and if I were to sum up JD in, in one word, it would be swole. He is looking good out there. He is, uh, but it, but it looks like he walked away. It looked he just like walked there was away a, after one shot. <laughs> after one shot, I think he is done. Maybe he perhaps pulled something or, yeah, or was might... worried about injuring or aggravating an injury. But uh, either way, we do see Jeff navigating himself to the next round. And Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger? Tony the Tiger Resco. What a name. All right. Uh, they do suggest that he is a pacifist. I do not know how that plays out into a buffer tournament. Both pretty new to the tournament here. I mean... I'm really excited to see one of these rookies break through to the semifinals. And we, and there the match has started. Uh, Nate's run a really clean match so far. Really no con- oh, oh, and we have a point. That was a clean hit by Tony. Right there in the side, playing off that vulnerability. Really nice touch. And uh, we restart. These guys are going to quick where we've seen a lot of staring each other down in previous competitions. These guys are just going right at it. Oh, and it looks uh, like right, Tyler. One, it's a tie. It's sudden death. Oh, here we go. One to one. This is really what the fans are uh, here for. Woo, get it. Get it. No, looks like Tyler slipped in that shot on the leg just a second before Tony got that in. Really nice job by the offense there. Uh, Tyler's taking the offensive here. He's backing Tony down. Ooh. Oh, but, oh. He, but he overextended and he got hit on the arm. Tony wins. Tony the Tiger. Tony I'm glad. The tiger. I'm glad our one guy with a <laughs> with a cool nickname has advanced to a later round. Did I see Katy Perry out there? Because he's roaring his way through this tournament. Oh man, that's that's clean. That's some good clean commentary right here. You don't get that from the uh, the Super Bowls of the world. Definitely not there. So it looks like next we have. Jesse Lemieux and Ed Kane. Oh, man. They, now, these are two stone-cold veterans. They won't let things like uh, audience shouting get in the way. They are just here, and they are focused on each other. I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't want to face either of these two components. Ooh. 
Oh, fierce! And the and the judge didn't call the point, and uh, it looks like there was some confusion, confusion, confusion from the competitors. Oh, this. been there. <laughs> Ooh, there is just jab after jab after jab. We have we have some confusion here on the floor as uh, no one's quite sure who got the point on that. This is this is really the challenge of hosting this tournament. And it looks like they're boiling it down to one versus one here, just blows to blows for one last time. Ooh, it looked to me like Jesse got that yeah, point. I agree. But is that what the judges saw? That of course our opinions do not matter here, folks. Things things are happening very fast. It's it's, it's kind of tough sometimes to tell. Yeah. Now, what do you guys think about uh, introducing instant replay into uh, later iterations of this competition? I feel like it'll be standard in the play eventually. I don't know. They're both walking away really sadly, but it looks like Ed is the victor. And a uh, cuddle from his son over there. You know, that's got to make him feel good after a victory. This really, really like shows you the strong familial bonds that are around this sport. All right. So next up we have Bella. Uh, and Kyle, I think this is Bella's first uh, tournament to be fighting in, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, this, this is a tough call for Kyle. He has to make this choice yeah. as to whether he lets the, 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 the kid win the contest or not. Uh, you know, it's, it's a real tough choice, and you can see the pride in his eyes as he sort of has to make this. And I wouldn't sell her short. She's got some good moves out there. Ooh, and, and Kyle takes the point. I, I can't tell if that was an accident or not. Um... Oh, she's coming in hard, and he's and he's playing all defense right now, folks. Ooh, a swipe at the leg. He just gets it out in time. Ooh, some solid parries, and she gets the arm. So Bella gets another point. It comes down to this last point. Listen to that crowd for Bella. Clearly a fan favorite here, Michael. Yeah, it's it's crazy how immediately she ingrained herself in the hearts and minds of the people here. Oh, and a Bella furious barrage, but Bella she's she's sticking oh. around. Oh, oh, look she. at the defensive maneuvers on Bella. This is a very chaotic uh, martial style, oh, similar to like a, a drunken monkey style of martial arts. Bella is eventually taken down with a very light hit on the arm. That's a clear NPC shot that he's landed on hundreds of PCs all season there. I know I've taken quite a few of those. Definitely there, right in the arm. Oh, uh, and and Kyle's getting some cuddles now in the from the crowd. You know, the he managed to to win this in a dignified manner. Oh, and here here's what we've been waiting for, folks. Your very own Andy Duchette has taken the ring. You are of course familiar as him as one of the co-hosts of this very program. And he's taking on Tyler, so we'll see how this flies out. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the man butt on Tyler. Oh, I don't know. I I think uh, if I were if I were to rate this fight simply on butts, I would give this one to Andy. But that's just you know a personal preference. Keep your personal preferences out of the mic, there, Michael. This is about the competition. Well, this paycheck I get is for my personal preferences in commentary. Tyler taking a very stoic approach here. Very willing to wait out. This is an interesting style. Yeah, a little bit of confusion. This is typical of this contest. <laughs> One of the reasons I don't judge anymore, guys. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, and Andy goes in for the reach and takes one on the shoulder. Hand it to the guy, though, I mean. Ooh, but Andy gets the point and takes the win. Andy takes the win. This is a this is a hometown favorite, everybody. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable! unbelievable. 
Now a thought is coming. Upset. <laughs> I, you know, that was a little unexpected. Uh, He's coming in there at a five to one odds. Uh, we have we have been instructed by Andy to tone down the amount of uh, the amount of exaggeration in our uh, excitement for his victory. Maybe we should ask him what he saw back there. Yeah. So, uh, Andy, quick quick commentary on your own fight. What did you see as a competitor out there? Oh, it was tough. Uh, Tyler was playing a good game. He was being very defensive. He was uh, waiting for me to overextend myself, which I did at first. And uh, but then I got a little bit more cautious. And uh, I think I, uh, we learned a lot about each other out there. Oh, that is that is exactly what you expect to hear from a champion, someone who knows exactly how to say sports cliches without actually telling the listeners anything important. Uh, looks like we got a clash of the titans here, guys. I mean. We got Tiny versus Sean Robbins. And, and we saw an arm hit on Sean. That's been a very popular target this uh, this event so far. You know, they say the one thing about being a Titan is that you uh, you have a lot of area to uh, to protect there. Uh, these guys have very long arms, and that plays into this competition. Absolutely. Can't be understated how both of them have that reach, but do they have the finesse to land the blows? Oh, Sean, as if he heard that comment, lunged in with a, the grace of a ballerina. And I think I think he did get that point. Oh, oh, there's, they're both Sean. Uh, you know, I don't really know what to do here, guys. we got to get some nicknames. I know he is referred to as Tiny by his friends, so that's probably why I said it two minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I guess uh, like like the uh, the other people in the world, uh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Somebody won. Looks like Tiny got a leg shot right into Sean's fancy maneuver there. Really well played, but that just couldn't connect. Couldn't connect there, gentlemen. All right, so it looks like Normoron is advancing to the next round. Uh, we're gonna go with that instead of Sean. Um, uh, got a hand to him. He did carry himself as a champion, but ended up as the champion of the losers. And he took some risks in that round. He was all over the he was all over the floor. He was diving. He was swiping at the legs, at the arms, and it, and it really paid off for him. Now, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this fight and uh, all other fights brought to you by uh, Maestros in the Morning. Now, uh, that's your favorite radio broadcast for Maestro talk and a little bit of Maestro music as well. Oh. Oh, oh, we have one more round. A little, little confusion in the competition, as per usual. But we have a round Just, here. Justin and Maria. Justin and Maria. Now, Justin is playing this competition with keys on his waist. Now, is, is the noise something that Maria has to deal with here? These, those keys are jingling and jangling. It definitely is a factor there, guys. I mean, any time you get a chance to draw the eye away from your torso, that's a win. Ooh, uh, and it looks like we have uh, one point all at this point. So uh, next next fight, uh, next point wins. Maria has to not look at the mustache and look at how she's going to land that next blow, Michael. Now, Justin sure does look like a swashbuckler. Oh, and Maria goes down, but she's still up. Oh, and he allows her to get back to his feet. Weather through. Oh, and she pulls it up. Maria pulls it up. Oh, Maria takes the champion there from her knees. Looks All like right. some confusion. Uh, it looks like we have one more point to play, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Maria is playing the horizontal. Oh, and she nails him. Oh, and Maria moves on. Unbelievable. 
Now, many people would have called her out when she got knocked down to the ground, but she was able to score a point on Justin from her knees. That was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. You know, people here are, uh, are calling him a gentleman because he didn't go for the, the, the throat, but uh, it's, uh, it's inaction like that that really gets you knocked out of the competition. Now, do we have to bring in the factor of... Uh, her husband was judging the match. Factors? Considerations? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. There might have been some shenanigans. Uh, we will refer to that as the miracle on hardwood, but uh, but there will be an asterisk next to it forever because of the uh, the familial uh, relationship. You know, in my personal record book, um, she's still a champion. I just, I, I just wouldn't be able to elect her to the Hall of Champions. I mean, it's a tough call for me. I mean, we'll see how she progresses through the tournament. All right, so we will be taking a short break here uh, as all the contestants, uh, you know, get ready for the next bouts. Once again, um, this tournament is sponsored by a Solon Smolder. Solon Smolder, always hitting you at the right time in the right place. Solon Smolder. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Ryben Van Holt here with another resident of El uh, Elmerton. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Griswold Ganymede. And what do you do, uh, Griswold? What's your occupation? Um, well, I'm kind of a mortician. A mortician? Uh, but that's kind of, I'm more, more of a ditch digger right now. Okay. And if you had to describe yourself in three words, what words would you use? Uh, uh, hopeless, gullible martyr. Hopeless, gullible martyr. Yeah. All right. Yeah. At least you have an accurate assessment of your, yourself? Uh, I think so. I, I'm not going to hide from that. So. All right. But, well, thank you. Anytime. Hi, Ryben Van Holt here with another one of Elmerton's residents. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Morena Misswind. And what do you do, Morena? What's your occupation? I'm a bowyer. A bowyer? Do you fletch too or just bow? I also fletch. Okay. Um, and if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would those words be? I'd say I'm curious, adventurous, and maybe a little sneaky. Okay, good choices. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, am I good? Is it time? All right, so um, this song is called Upper Cabin. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Will you show me your heart? Will you let me inside? Expose the raw nerves? Will you let me inside? Can you tear down the walls? For the mortar has dried. Will you show me your heart? Will you let me inside? I don't mean to infer, and there's nothing implied. I literally mean, will you let me inside? I'm at the front door and it's locked, I have tried. It's very, very cold out here, let me inside. You know when it's dark, I can get terrified. Come on seriously, will you let me inside? Think I just saw the tall ghoul teeth and beady eyes. That thing really scares me. Please let me inside.
Are you angry with me? Are you preoccupied? Are you taking a nap and can't let me inside? I can smell through the window the snacks that you hide. Magento, that's my food. Please let me inside. Will you show me your heart? Will you open it wide? Expose the raw nerves. Will you let me inside? Can you tear down the walls? For the mortar has dried. Till then, I'll be sitting here waiting outside. Hi, this is Rybin Van Holt here with another one of uh, Elmerton's residents. What is your name, sir? I am Normaram Grolnefta. And what is it that you do? What's your profession? Uh, I am professionally employed the bodyguard Rybin Van Holt. Oh, yes, that's true. I did know that. And uh, if you could visit any place on Majesta, where would you choose to go and why? I would choose to visit the Grand Glissades. And why? I would do that because it is home to the world's greatest merchant who has a fascination with um, a particular mineral that I wish to obtain in large quantities. Okay. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Hi, this is Rybin here with another one of Elmerton's residents. And what is your name? Ian Mistwind. And Ian, what is it that you do? Uh, I collect herbs and play music for people. All right, cool. And if you could be the head of any organization on Majesta, what would it be? Um, well, if there was a Bard's Guild, I'd want to be ahead of that. But for now, I'm just looking into the Allegiance. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem, Ryan. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are uh, back here in the Powderbelt Barnes Mill whatever stadium. Uh, welcome back to Fighting Competition X, which of course stands for 10, as uh, decided by some Romans. I think what uh, we're technically in the quarterfinals at this point. We are in round two. We do not need to get any more complex than that. Round two, ladies and gentlemen. And it's important to note that we are watching a Sean Robbins versus Ed Kane right now. Important thing to note. <laughs> also, also important to note is uh, there was a late edition fight that we were not uh, broadcasting during. Uh, so just to update you, uh, Caleb did go against the multi-talented, multi-dimensional fighter that is Nick Donahue, and uh, Nick pulled it out. Excellent. And that was a quick round, quick win by uh, Ed Kane on that. He advances. Well, actually, it was Sean. We have a correction from Sean himself, who is looking at us very angrily. I would just like to correct this before he comes any closer to the table. <laughs> I'd like to uh, point out that Sean Roberts can pick me up like a football and throw me. A uh, football might be a heavier ball than I was thinking of. You know, I was in cushball territory. That's a 10-4 there, Michael, 10-4. And now we have Zach and Jeff stepping onto the stage. Zach does have a height advantage. Will that play out in this fight? He does have some reach. Got to watch out for that reach. And he is showing that reach. Oh, 
Nothing, nothing. No, no points scored in that last flurry. Zach being a long-time Majestin, but took a long break and is recently coming back. First winter party in a long time. And he doesn't look like he missed a step. I'm thrilled to have him back, to be honest with you. He's been a great contributor of Majesta for a long time. Um, it, it was, you know, he left uh, for a little while, and it, it's good to have him back. Oh, 10-4 on that, Michael. Very great to have oh. Zach back. You could really see that being a GM of another life really harness those skills. You know, Boffer fighting at top-tier level here. Swing and a miss by Zach. There's, there's a lot of action in this fight. Oh, a swing at the left. Oh, a oh. swing at the right and a deflection. And looks like Jeff landed the point. It's 1-1. 1-1. This is, of course, why we are here for these last flurries of action. Oh, oh, and Jeff goes in and goes low. Uh, he goes all in on one shot. And I think uh, he paid for it. And then uh, Zach was able to dodge that one shot, and then he just, Jeff's, all of his back was available. Uh, it, it was that reach we were talking about. It ended up uh, coming in clutch for him. And, you know, I, I see a lot of fighters do this. When they when they go for a swing, they stop after the swing. Uh, so they, they just assume they're going to get the hit or, or they haven't planned past that. You really need to just keep fighting until the judge stops the fight. I, I think they're posing for a glamour shot. I, I like to... <laughs> <laughs> this fight, of course, brought to you oh. by Glamour Shots. Uh, oh, Mr. Vanny he calling Head to your local mall in the 1990s and get yourself a glamour shot. <laughs> Up to the stadium, we Deep have uh, Michael Deep <laughs> Mark Vanny versus uh, Andy Doucette, um, the, the leader and, of this. Oh, Andy gets one on the arm. Here we go. I like to call Andy a small but fierce competitor in the stadium. Definitely, definitely small now, and definitely fierce. Now, do we have a Cinderella story on our hands here? Oh, Mark, it's a oh, boy. Mark, oh. Mark, Mark played him there. He baited Andy into uh, making it look like he was Mark. open. Andy went for the shot, and Mark brought his sword right down. See, that's the kind of uh, moves that Mark has become accustomed to in his uh, long career of buffer fighting. You know, southpaw on the table, and with the experience to really carry those strikes through, wait patient, patiently, oh. taking that step, and then, boom, executing that blow. Oh, gets Mark on the hand. Hand shots, of course, do not count. Do not score the point. Mark is playing all defense here, and, uh, and he Andy gets finally gets in there. And Andy advances. Oh, Ladies my gosh. Andy advances. What? This is a miracle. What? This what? is a miracle. This cannot be. <laughs> I know all you people on Magistream out there are, uh, are saying to yourselves, well, Andy doesn't sound like the sort of guy who can beat you in a barber fight. And he and certainly you know, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> but he is clearly showing that he can. He can surprise you. Certainly isn't a guy who would win, Michael. Certainly isn't a guy who would. Nope. So, uh, you know, we're all just sort of waiting to see what round he is actually eliminated in. Now we have Tony the Tiger going to the Kyle, I think. <sighs> Calling this one Battle of the Beards. Uh, a good 50% of uh, Magistry males are bearded, but uh, let's, you know, let's just go with it. Cinderella shot from Tony there, right on the arm. Beautifully executed. Oh, yeah, it was a beautiful move. And another. Uh, are we playing to three now? I have not been paying enough attention to know. We're really at the whim of these judges right now. We're, we're not here to pay attention. We're just here to talk. <laughs> Fighting like it means something to him, Tony, from that corner. Kyle backing Tony, packing Tony away, but Tony with a good counterattack, and he gets him on the arm. Tony, Tony advances. Oh, Tony advances. 
Tony the Tiger. And you see why Frosted Flakes has uh, sponsored this man. They are, they are all in on Tony the Tiger. What the stripes just happened? <laughs> this fight, of course, brought to you by Frosted Flakes. Uh, with champions like Tony the Tiger, you see why he eats his breakfast of only Tony the Tiger. They're grape. A new flavor by Frosted Flakes coming to you this fall. It is gross, as you would imagine. All right, we have two more matches. Oh, oh we are moving into another round, and we have Sean versus Andy. We need to slow things down out there, Judge. Try to buy us some time. Should be seated. These are long-term best friends, facing each other in the stadium here. They know each other very well. They've fought many times off the record. Uh, and, and we're not just talking about uh, buffer fighting here. They fight in all sorts of ways. Uh, who, who did the laundry, whether he could have thrown in his own towels. I think you should probably note that they've uh, been on numerous Sesame Street balconies. You'll probably see them. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure on the Sesame Street right. balconies. This fight brought to you by Sesame Street balconies. All right, this is They'll floor you. <laughs> and Sean sneaks in the leather shot to uh, end. Oh, end. you hate to see a fight go that way. Magistream, you just lost your co-host. This is the improbable to run a sneaky little attack by the strongest man in the world. All good things must end, folks. All good things must end. It's tough to see Andy take it so hard, finds uh, a corner to sulk in. That, is that a, is that oh, a single those tier? Those are tears. Those are tears. I hate to see this. Hey, oh, wow, he just knocked over that table of drinks. <laughs> oh, man, he's so oh, angry. This is this is terrible. This is a disgrace. Oh, jeez. Oh, to be noted, Tony the Tiger back on the field of play. Against Zach here. Against Zach here. Oh, wow. Zach, Zach, Zach lands Zach on is, the arm. Zach is keyed in on this fight. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I think Frosted Flakes picked wrong in their support. Well, they are looking for further endorsement opportunities, probably barking up uh, Zach's door soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, be honest with you, Zach the Tiger, just doesn't, not as much ring to it. Doesn't feel good there, Michael. Doesn't feel good on that. Here comes the Zach attack, his patented move. <laughs> oh, 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 a flurry. Now, uh, for, all, for all you guys following this at home, uh, you know, obviously, uh, boffer fights are the best form of media is, of course, radio. Uh, Zach slammed his foot down to make it look like he was going to lunge in, uh, and the sound uh, prepared Tony the Tiger to defend, and then Zach waited to see where he was going and uh, found an opening. Wow, Zach the attack with back-to-back jacks on that one. To advance to the final. The third oh, place yeah. coming. Here comes, here comes the loser round between Tony the Tiger, who doesn't get a break, and Ryben Van Holtz, of course, your uh, Andy Duchette. Just fighting for real third place uh, victories here. I mean, nothing really going on. To the point where I kind of want to talk about this final right now and ignore this fight. I'm well, no, this is the two Cinderella stories here. Now, the- now what, I, what I'm wondering is, can Andy fight... With all those tears in his eyes. That's the real question here, Michael. That's the real story. Uh, his sleeve is rather snot-covered at this point, folks, but he is still in there. Had to be pried out of the bathroom cubby for this match, just moments before entering the bout. It may seem to you viewers at home like this fight just happened a second ago, but uh, but really, Andy's been crying for a solid 45 minutes while we've been uh, off air. It's mystery of the radio, Michael. Mystery, mystery of the, the radio. radio. Uh. Ginger blows on swords here. 
Oh, and a oh. tangle, and no one got hit, but they uh, they were tangled for some time. Oh, they both go low. Exchanging ball lows. Are they back up? Reset? Got to admire similar stances from both both opponents here. Oh, and it looks like Tony and the Tony Tiger. Tony gets a point in on Andy. And now we're 1-1, folks. Who will take it? For the illustrious third place, the bronze. Kind of dancing with each other over the court now. They're, they are moving around the floor in a circular motion. And it looks, it looks, oh, it, oh. it is. Andy takes a yeah. blow on his forearm. Oh, that's just going to be more tears now. We thought if he had won this fight, he might recover a little bit, but yeah. he is. You hate to see it, folks. You hate to see it. You hate to see Andy attempt to lift Tony to throw him out the window, but his puny strength couldn't even get him off the floor there, guys. Does, does anyone have his mom's number? Do, we're, we're trying to find his mom's number, folks. Uh, maybe she can end this sob story. And, and now the fight that you've all been waiting for. We have Sean versus Zach in the final of the 2018 Magistry Winter Party Championship. Who will take the gold? The stadium quivers with excitement there, guys. It's palpable. It's palpable there, Anthony. Palpable. Oh, and Zach gets the first point. Sean's going to have to play it a little safer. Brushes the sweat off of his as if to say, I am in this fight. Zach is 100% grimace right now. Look at the tenacity in his eyes. You can tell he's, he's zoned in on this fight. Looking astutely at the chest. Not a lot of people know that. Oh, any with fierceness. Every muscle clench. Unbelievable. Zach gets a point. One to one right now. Oh, Zach dancing around. They're both looking for an opening. Who will find that opening? Just testing each other out with a few, few oh, introductory blows. Flurries. Zach going for the clean sweep here. Not, nothing too intense just yet. They're feeling each other out. They really want this title. Oh, wow. And, and Zach gets Zach. it. And Zach takes Ladies the title. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a champion. You have your champion champion level goes to zach this year 2018 looks like we need to get a we need to get an interview, interview here, here. Uh, sean if you could get the winner for us yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. interview with the victor wow unbelievable just a uh, unbelievable we, we, we of course have some questions for uh, for our new champion uh so uh zach uh welcome to to uh, our show uh i'd just like to ask you for all the fans out here how does it feel to be the 2018 champion uh well i mean first off uh, it's really it's really nice to be here thanks a lot for having me um i just want to say that uh really uh we give it our all tonight uh have a lot of respect for the other team um did a real great job and uh yeah we're gonna keep playing strong for the rest of the season thanks for uh Thanks for having us. Oh, hey, thanks for being here. Uh, if, if there's one message you have for all the fans out here um, or possible future uh, endorsement deals, uh, what would you like to say to those people? Well, I mean, just first off, thanks for having me. It was really great. And um, uh, really, we, we gave it our all tonight. Um, it was really good. And I have a lot of respect for the other team. Um, we're going to keep giving it our all for the rest of the season. Thanks. All right, well, thank you for being here. That, that has got to be the most engaging interview that uh, this sportscaster has ever had. I think it's important here to, to also give some time with Sean on the mic, too. Second place. Got to see how he feels in his defeat. Uh, he's, he's still sulking a little bit, but uh, nowhere near Andy-level sulkage. Uh, but, you know, let's bring him, let's bring him in. So first I was cheated. I was cheated. 
so first off, Sean, how, how was it facing in the semifinal your best friend and confidant, Andy? Uh, it was pretty awesome, actually. It was, I think it was the first time that's ever happened before. And then, and then, and then the final. Let's talk, talk me through what happened back there. He cheated. Cheating. We, oh wow, we have allegations of cheating. This is a scandal. All right, Jets. I'm taking the Jets fans off the mic. <laughs> this is uh, this is this is. Do we have Boffergate going on here? <laughs> this might be Boffergate. Are you saying that his buffer was underinflated for this tournament? It was. It was way, way over, over regulation size. All right, Boffer was over regulation size. Uh, of course, we don't have anyone to check those things. It could be true, and since someone said it, it must be true. So I, I think it's important to note that we did not have and any. Now they're gone, so we can't even look at them. The boffers have been cleared from the field. Uh, fans will never get to see those boffers again. They have been destroyed. Uh, yes, they have been destroyed. Uh, confirmed. Oh man, you just hate to see that happen to a champion like Zach. I mean. So many question marks and asterisks potentially on the horizon for that victory. So in your personal record book, is Zach a champion? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to uh, to flip-flop on my prior statement that uh, there should be an asterisk there and say that in my book he is 100% champion. Well, I think that about wraps it up here. Uh, final thoughts, gentlemen, on this year's tournament? Uh, I'd like to say there was some good clean fighting, uh, you know, some, some unprobable runs. Um... You know, it's 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 my favorite time of year. You know, when the boffers come out, that smell of duct tape, and you know, just glad to be a part of it. Glad to be a part of it. To say it's what it's got to echo what Casey said. Just a clean tournament. Thank you to the refs for hosting it. Um, just a really, really fairly judged. Glad it's not us. Glad it's not us every year. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, if there's one thing I could take away from this tournament, it's the fact that. Uh, Announcing it is way better than judging it, everyone. So uh, thank you again for joining us here. Um, the lights are going out. Uh, fans are being asked to leave the stadium. And uh, that wraps it up. That The lights are out and so are we. All right, so signing off on the 2018 Winter Boffer Tournament. Good night and God's bless. All right, welcome to Ask Ribbon Anything. The opinions of Ribbon Van Holt are for informational purposes only and not for the purposes of any legal advice. The opinions of Ribbon Van Holt are his own opinions. They're not the opinions of Andy Doucette or the opinions of Magistry staff. Uh, prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, especially when time travel is involved. All right, I'm here at, uh, at a winter party, drinking lots of different festive drinks and, uh, and hanging out with interesting people. Uh, here's one right now. What's your name, sir? Oh, hello. My name is Jack Garin. Okay, Jack. And you have a question for me? Yes, actually. It's a, a matter of legal issue, actually. Do you know anything about laws? Uh, somewhat. Why? All right. So this is actually a matter of contention in the courts of Irvinshire for years and years, my friend. So there is a being, there are a, a group of beings out there in the world, uh, shapeshifters, if you will, no, known as the Dockwamore, Yes. I think I know where this is going, okay? So, my question to you is, because Dockwamores exist, 
Does it in fact mean that you really can't convict anybody of a crime based on eyewitness testimony? Because of course, it could have always been a Docomore. Right, the famous Docomore defense. Uh, I believe that that has been used successfully in court before, but in general, eyewitness testimony is often the most reliable testimony that we have. So it by itself might not always be enough, but unfortunately, biased as it might be, eyewitness testimony is sometimes all we have to rely upon. Again, I am not a legal expert. All right, but I'm citing the case of Markov v. Elmerton circa about five, six years ago. And the uh, honorable lawyer, uh, the, the man who's known as Dante Storm, he, he, put, he put into effect, I think, a pretty solid case of the document. Right, that is, that is the only uh, known instance that I know of of a successful use of the Docomore defense. She was actually murdered. She was executed for that. It was not as successful as uh, it could have been, I suppose. I suppose so. I suppose you're right. But yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think that the Docomore defense is necessarily a solid strategy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Next, next, uh, next question. Who else has a question for Rybin? And uh, what is your name for the record? I do not wish to give my name. Okay. Uh, what is your question for Rybin? You are a well-known person across the small town of Elmerton. Thank you, I think. Who is your greatest inspiration? My greatest inspiration? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I would have to say the, the, the heroes of Elmerton in, in general are, are why I came to Elmerton. Um, but stories uh, particularly of, uh, I'd say, Justin P. Cray and uh, Kalu Mursal were two of my biggest influences growing up as a kid. I heard a rumor that you had a picture of someone named Rakesh on your wall. R- I, yeah, I, R- Rakesh too. Yeah, and Galin as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I had pictures of all them uh, on my wall as a kid growing up, and I would, you know, read every scrap of the Messenger article that I, that I could find. But yeah, thank you. Any other questions? Hi, what's your name, sir? Let me just go on record as saying, uh, concerned citizen, there is something out there, and uh, I, I just don't think there's enough people working on this. There, the moon monster. Where is it, and when will it strike next? I, I understand your concerns. Yeah, I I don't know. The moon monster hasn't been sighted in a little while, but um, it shows up unpredictably. Uh, I. I don't know. We uh, last we knew it was uh, heading off into parts unknown. It was possessed by, a, or it absorbed the life force of. Well, what's that demon's name? Um, I don't remember the one that Craven has had lots of dealings with. Uh, but I, I don't know where its where its whereabouts is currently. It is very concerning. It has sort of uh, fallen off of our our our, our watch list. Uh, I will try to look more into that for you, uh, Mister uh, Concerned Citizen. Please do. Me and the rest of my uh, farmer friends, we're, we're still recovering from its last little rant, little w- tromp through, stomp through the, a walk through our farm. Rampage, I believe is the word. Well, whatever it did, it left its mark. We want it, we want, we want answers. All right, I, I will uh, be sure to look into that and uh, keep you apprised of any findings. 
regarding that moon monster. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, next question. Yes, and your name? Von Lynn. Okay, and what is your question? Ryben, I'm curious, in the area that we live, uh, what is the best land for growing crops? The best land for growing crops? Or area. Um, the, I mean, the South Farlings produces the majority of the food for the kingdom of Irvinshire. Um, so basically Elmerton and the, well, I guess Elmerton's more of the, the Fiddlehead Hills, but the area south of, south of Elmerton and a little bit uh, east uh, towards, towards the coast. And where would I find mushrooms? Mushrooms? Um, I mean, you find some a lot in the, the Fiddlehead Hills and uh, maybe a little bit uh, north of the Great Frostwoods. Um, but not as much mushrooms in the, the southern areas, although you probably still find some as well. And then my final question would be, uh, where would some good uh, healing herbs be located around town? Healing herbs uh, around town? Probably um, Mama's Woods, although you have to be careful not to uh, upset Mama and the, and the creatures therein. Um, also out towards uh, Green Shadow um, on that trail there, there tends to be... Uh, some good uh, uh, things that have various uh, alchemical and other healing uses, probably. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions for Ryben? Yes, sir. You have a question for Ryben? What's your name? You know my name, Ryben. But for any of your ignorant listeners, my name is Solon. Okay, Solon. And what's your question? If you had to pick one part of your last name to be your sole part of your last name, what would you go with? You mean either the Van or the Holt? Is that what you're, what you're trying to get to? That is correct. Uh, I mean, I don't want to pick. It's my last name. It's not like I want to like cut off one of my limbs. But if I, if I had to pick, I guess the Holt, but I don't want people to just call me Holt. It's Van Holt. Ryben Van Holt. Very well, Mr. Van. The pact is sealed. No, 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 a pact. What? No. Wait, come back. Uh, uh, okay, uh, next question. And your name? My name is Tatanga. <laughs> Are you afraid to tell me your name, Tatanga? Yeah, well, you know, you never know who could be listening. Okay. You know? um, and a lot of enemies. What, what's your question? <laughs> Um, so my question is about money. So is the money in different kingdoms different? Or would my money from Irvinshire work in, like, Tomshire or, you know, uh, Sapshire or something? Okay, good question. Yeah, the money in different kingdoms is pretty much the same denominations. Uh, even on different dimensions, they often use the same denominations. And Irvinshire money will work in other kingdoms. Um, although if you're in another kingdom, you might see different faces on the money. But... Often, even when I'm in other kingdoms, I still see Irvinshirian faces on the money for some reason. And, and they and they use the same uh, gold, gold, silver, silver copper. copper, same exchange rate cool. in different kingdoms. Yeah, because I never really understood it's money. Pretty standard. Some different dimensions might use different currencies. Right. What's your favorite thing to spend your money on? Uh, probably books and potions and scrolls. <laughs> have you always had money, or did you ever not have money at any time in your life? Um, I mean, I've mostly been fairly comfortable. Um, when I first moved to Elmerton, I saved up a, a fair amount of money. And then when I first got here, I 
I burned through it quicker than I expected, so I didn't have a lot of money. And but uh, I'm doing better financially now, more uh, secure work and long-term information. Do you think that a coin-based economy is the best type of economy, or do you think could you foresee something else working better than that? I can foresee something working better than that, I suppose. I mean, I guess currency has to be valuable in and of itself, and it has to. People have to acknowledge that it has value and has to, I guess, be fairly consistent. But I could see something else working. Uh, you know, maybe magical essence or gems or other yeah. different things. Right on, right on. I like right. that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you yep. for your knowledge. You're spreading your wealth of knowledge on me, man. I All appreciate right. it. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Tadanga. Any anyone else have any questions for Robin? Oh, okay. Uh, so we have another question. And uh, what is your name, sir? Uh, Bill Dracatel Nazit. Oh yes, that's right. And uh, what is your question? My question to you is: uh, What role do you think leaders play in our society, and not in Irvinshire at large, but Elmerton specifically? That you are kind of seen as a sort of leader among us. Me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you wish somebody were the leader of you? Do you feel that we do have any true leaders? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think it's important for a leader to make uh, value determinations and, and give direction to people without complete information, which is something that I struggle with trying to do. Uh, but I think it's you're never going to have all of the information. Uh, and I think the leader needs to recognize what the people's needs are and try to meet those in a way that is is practical, but also balance that with some idealism. And uh, I, I think it's important for a leader to be honest. Do I, do I wish that there was a leader that, that I could turn to and make those decisions for me? Uh, at times, yes. I, I would agree with that. Do you um, feel that we don't have a leader? I think that different people in town have skills in different areas some of those skills are in leadership in itself but for the most part they're they're s subject matter experts and they will they can take the lead in a situation in which their subject matter is most relevant so you feel these people have leadership skills in addition to their specific Ideal, ideally, yes. And there are, there are some people who are very skilled in those areas. There are some people who are, have very specific skills that do not involve leadership and feel uncomfortable in a leadership position. But, I mean, I don't feel extremely comfortable in a leadership position, but I, I, I can see why people would see me as a leader. It's The de decisions, I find, are often made by... The people who consensus usually. Yeah, the, the the people who participate in the in the consensus. So some people choose not to. They don't want to be in a position where the determination is on their uh, their head and and, and shoulders. And um, some people are more comfortable with that. I think I think it's important to be cautious of people who are too comfortable in the leadership position. Um, but I think it depends on trust. Do you think that we could benefit from more leadership or centralized leadership? Do you do you think that what we have right now works? I think what we have right now works to an ex 
and I think more centralization might be better. But getting that consensus is important. Is important, and it can't just be a a single individual or a small group making that determination for everyone. That because resentment will obviously come right. through, and we are all individuals with individual. Almerton is a very indi- individualistic town. Uh, but we're able to reach consensus on quite a number of things. Not everything, but probably more things than some people think. Yes. I also agree. I, I would not feel comfortable in a leadership role, but I, I can see how having one would greatly benefit us all. Somebody to, to rally around that we all trust. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Did I? Oh, Okay. All right, we have another question for Ryben, and what's your name, sir? Nomaram Gromnefta. And what is your question? How many tomes of supreme knowledge have you read and then destroyed so that you would be the only purveyor of the knowledge that they contained? Uh, state that one more time. How many tomes of ultimate power have you read and then destroyed, thusly making you the only purveyor of their knowledge? So... Are you asking how many I've destroyed so that I would become the only purveyor of their knowledge? Or just, I destroyed it and I became the only purveyor of their knowledge? Either one. Or both. Uh, it was not... Either, either, either purposefully or accidentally. One accidentally. And how about on purpose? Zero. Are you sure? Pretty sure? Okay. Which total Memory can be knowledge altered. are you the sole purveyor of? Uh, well, I don't quite have all that knowledge anymore, but there was this knowledge that I got from a book uh, that made me very knowledgeable and powerful magically for a very brief period of time, but that has all but faded from my mind. Is that when you got really scary? I Yes. I apologize for anything that, that I did that might have been a very scary me. book. But thank you. That is my question. Okay. So one. Thank you. All right, we have another question, and what is your name, sir? Hi, I'm Baxter. How are you? Hi, Baxter. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. So uh, my question is, well, what is the alchemical component that you feel most symbolizes you? Most symbolizes me? Yeah, and why? This is important for us later. Okay. Um, I would say probably charcoal, because... It is commonly used to make ink, but that's not the only reason. Um, it sort of has the distilled essence of wood, which is related to paper. Um, also, um, it can appear like like different colors, and it can go slightly gray, and that's just also like hap- just like me. Yes, you're also going gray. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. That was my question. Okay. All right. Thanks, Baxter. Bye. Bye. All right. Yes, on again. The incarnation of law and the incarnation of chaos are in a war with 10 of their strongest agents on Majesta. Who wins? Um, is this a joke or is this a... No. This is a serious question. Who wins? Yes. I, I don't know. I mean... Who would I want to win or who wins? Who wins? I don't know. You don't know who the strongest 
the ten strongest agents for each of those entities are in Majestic? No, do you? No, I have no idea. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. And good night. Good night. Okay, another question. And what's your name? Uh, Anne Misswind. And what is your question? How many books have you written on the history of Majesta since you've been around? Uh, half of one. Half of one? Yeah. I'm still working on putting together the history of Elmerton. That, is, that was my express goal and purpose for coming uh, to Elmerton, and it is still, unfortunately, a work in progress. But that is, that is my goal. The problem about that is that there's a lot of history there, and it doesn't always happen in chronological order. And while I'm trying to write this book, more history keeps happening. So that does make it hard to write the book and figure out how to put it in order, what to put in, and how to keep up with the pace of history in Elmerton, because a lot happens here in Elmerton. But I am working on it. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you very much, Riven. Okay, thank you. Okay, does someone else have a, have a question? We have a question. We have a question. We okay. have a question. What is your question? Which town's member? 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 Would you roll? Would you roll? Which town's member would Hold on, hold on, let me think. Uh, I I don't want to push anybody into the lake. What? What? Um I fine, me. Just uh, no, no, not me. What? Now two? What? Uh, Normaron. All right, and we have uh, another question. And what's your name? Hi, my name is Dogwood. Yes, hi, Dogwood. Uh, I've been reading a few books, and uh, I have some questions about some words. What words do you have questions about? What does uh, intercourse mean? Um, it, uh, <laughs> intercourse means uh, interaction, and it, it generally has two different meanings. Uh-huh. One is a conversation like we're having now. Oh. And one is an act uh, of, of uh, uh, lovemaking that uh, often produces children, or, some, or can produce children. Oh, I have another word. Okay. I, I think it's onomatopoeia. What is onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia. I don't think so. I think it's the other word. No, it's, it's onomatopoeia. An onomatopoeia is a word that... So, that sounds like what it describes. So, onomatopoeia is not a good example of one, but uh, words like whack or or p- 
cow or or fish. Fish? How? What? No. I mean, words like meow. Words that describe sounds like clank. I get it. Thanks, Raven. You're okay. the smartest. Th- thank you, Dogwood. All right. Well, uh, thank you all very much. And uh, have a good night. Enjoy the rest of this party. Well, this has been a very Riven heavy episode. <laughs> but thank you, Andy, for all the everything you did at the winter party. Well, uh, thank you for everything that you did at the winter party. You were uh you were off the mic, but you were still working hard on keeping everything in line, keeping everything going. Oh keeping the party going. Well you're welcome. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> so one thing that we have to say is that the uh, wait, wait, don't spell me uh, did not come out very well in our recording. So we decided to cut that from our already hour and 10 minute long episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun for the people who were there. And uh, the spell was great for uh, those who got spelled now have to answer out loud uh, to the question, where are you when it is asked on one Saturday night of an event? So that's that's exciting. Mm. You got spelled even though you didn't. You answered all the questions correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your but team was so excited. <laughs> yeah, the team was like, "We'll take that." Well, okay, fine. So something that we did want to make sure got into this episode was the superlatives, Magistry's best of 2018. And every year we ask our staff and players to vote on a, on a certain amount of categories um, to help us decide and recognize the people who have really made an impact on the game, thereby making themselves the best of Magistries 2017. So I guess uh, without further ado, here they are. The best role player of the year, PC, is Tyler Redsko. The best boffer fighter is Nate Carr. The most fun to fight is Laura Button. The best costume and props is J.D. Bates. The rookie of the year is Kristen Jacobson. Hooray! Uh, Our unsung hero goes to Drifter. The thinker of the year, of course, in a landslide, goes to Ryben Van Holt. The, uh, The doer of the year goes to Heinrich Lockberg. Uh, most inspiring goes to Aralia, and the town scoundrel goes to Magento. Mm. The Good Samaritan is Aralia, and then uh, come the NPC categories. The Rookie of the Year for NPCs is Devin Parsons. The Best Role Player for NPCs is Dave Kopchik. The Favorite Villain is Boom. The favorite NPC is Baroness Labea Lavendros, or Lavendros, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to have another, another debate. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I say Lavendros. <laughs> the most feared NPC was the Grain Mother. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Uh, most fun to fight was Jeff Panaccio. Your favorite plot was Reclaiming Marshall's Landing, which was one of my favorites, too. Uh, and then we have two awards that go to folks that have really helped out the game uh, in, you know, the most important ways. 
And so the this year's toner, uh, I think we call it the the, the Frost Hill. Uh, oh, see, now I can only remember Lenarian's married name, Steiner. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, it's called the Toner Lenarian after two of the people who have who have named the award because they've been so helpful to us throughout the year. So the Toner Lenarian MVP Service Award goes to Mark Dye. And on the other side of that is the uh, Jess Sarah NPC MVP Award, and this goes to somebody who uh, really emulates what a, a wonderful NPC is. And uh, this year's was Jeff Panaccio, and he really, like, stepped up his uh, help behind the scenes. He wrote a lot, an awful lot of plots. He made an awful lot of costumes. He just, uh, he really yes. emulated what, what it meant to be a, a great NPC. So congratulations to all of our winners. That uh, yes, it was a, it was a good and, year. Um, yeah, it was it was a good year. A lot of people a lot of people stepped up. Um, good rookies. The rookie of the year was tough. Costume was tough. A lot a lot of tough categories this year because a lot of people worked really hard and uh, like gave a lot. Yeah, uh, and to the game. you know it, it's hard to to think back sometimes. Like Marshall's Landing was a huge endeavor. We had to move all of our yeah. stuff out, and then all of our stuff back in, and then all of our stuff back yeah. out. Um, and like uh, that's one of the reasons, uh, aside from Mark just doing a bunch of stuff. But Mark Dye was there with his truck, like every mm-hmm. event, moving bunks every event, and you know making sure that we had all of our stuff back at our house at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, so. Thank you to everyone. You guys have made such a, an impact on our game, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and then a few more thank yous. Thank you to everyone who came and supported this year's Winter Party. Thank you to everyone who asked questions for Ribbon to answer, and everybody who took part in the 60-second player interviews. And thank you to Simon for his live Command Perform uh, segment. They were His songs are great. I couldn't stop yeah. laughing at the Upper Cabin song. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, was, that was the first. A bunch of us had heard it before the PCs, anyway. Yeah, that was um, the first time I'd heard it, heard it, and it was wonderful. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and thanks to Nate and Maria Carr for running the Boffer tourney. Uh, we wouldn't have had one without them, so thank you guys for doing that. Uh, and thanks to Mike Canali, Anthony Larosa, and Casey Pastor for their amazing oh. commentary. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> so good. beautiful. Uh, and finally, thanks to all the people behind the scenes who helped out with the party planning, including DJ Moons for spinning her tunes all night, uh, and Mike Meyer for providing the use of his uh, sound system, and also to Tanya Mathiason for organizing the potluck aspect of the party. Yep. Um, and thanks again to Sam Rushford for writing our theme music. You can find more of her music at facebook.com slash Sam Rushford Music. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Introducing the magistrate. Come ask Ryben anything. Be a bridge between the games. People don't understand it. Say I'm too old to believe in magic. The only limit is what you can't imagine. So come and listen, la 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 la. So come and listen, la 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 la. 
This podcast has been a production of Magistry Copyright P-Double Games. You can find out more about our LARP at magistry.com or on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash magistry. If you have comments, suggestions, feedback, or questions about this podcast, you can email us at themagistream at magistry.com.